It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to travel and cruise industry news on this Wednesday, the 21st day of December 2022. Coming to you from Bedford County, Virginia, Central Virginia area. Do have several news stories this morning, which we'll get to eventually. The lead story today is Deadly Fall from the Carnival Legend for our guest. Ground's been broken on a new cruise port. Royal Caribbean announces port infrastructure expansion. Royal Caribbean also uh, made some home port changes for 2024 and 2025. Carl Princess is scrubbing the hull. Genting Dream makes its maiden call in Surabaya, Indonesia. That and a lot more here at 11 o'clock this morning. Today, folks, is National Fried Shrimp Day. You know, I'm nuts over shrimp, but if, you know, the least likely kind of shrimp for me to eat is fried shrimp. I mean, I don't dislike it. I just like it a lot of other ways. But since today's National Fried Shrimp Day, I'll join you on that one. I'll go get some fried shrimp. How's that? If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for the Fat Travel Guy. Put in travel and cruise industry news and Voila, I'm going to pop up. All right. So this is what came across my wires. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, no, that's not possible. There's no such a thing as 50 below zero on a thermometer. It's totally impossible. So I'm looking down and saying, huh, Crookston, Minnesota, minus 50. Do I know somebody in Crookston, Minnesota? Not only is it say it's 50 below zero there, but he's a QAnon conspiracy expert uh, that can comment on uh, that uh, 50 below zero has to be one of those QAnon things, doesn't it? With no further ado, Here's my buddy, John. Hi, John. Hi. In Minnesota. Tell me this minus 50 stuff is not the truth. It is the truth. It's so cold that men can grow antlers. (laughs) Uh, I thought you were being a horny devil. Um, Yes, no, it's true. 50 below zero. Now, and make sure that we're talking, you understand that we're talking wind chill. Wind chill is a combination of the ambient temperature and then what would happen if you put water on your skin and how fast it it goes down. Now, I will tell you that for 40 years, I worked on the radio with a morning man named Jim Bowman, who absolutely poo-pooed wind chill. He just did not believe it at all. And, uh, you know, he's kind of like half right. But on the other hand, Right now, in our neck of the woods here, 
we have no wind. The snow is falling straight down a little bit that's falling out of the atmosphere. And um, yet, it, it, it you saw the numbers there. It's just unbelievable. Um, I have been in actual uh, 50 below weather. Uh, in the 70s, I was in a traveling band in Canada. We ended up in Thompson, Manitoba. Thompson is 50 or 500, rather, miles north of Winnipeg on your way to Churchill. Now, you know about Churchill. That's where they have always the polar bears that are in the garbage pit and stuff. Yeah. And Thompson is quite a ways up toward Churchill. And it was actual temperature, 50 below. And, yes, most thermometers do show a 40 or a 44 below as a as a regular thing. And you think it's just so that they can charge more to put those little numbers on the dial. But, and, but then you have to shake the hell out of it to get that mercury down, don't you? No, that goes the other well, way. either that or you got to find a, a, an orifice on a human being that's warm that you can insert it, you know, to – Bring the temperature up a little bit. Doesn't the mercury freeze? (laughs) (laughs) Mercury actually does not freeze until you get uh, much closer to absolute zero, which is 250 below or something. I'm not sure. I'm sure somebody will tell us. No, that's boiling. I don't know. No, below. (laughs) See, all those things are just, uh, you know, they're over my head. Uh, It's the technical stuff. And, and, you know, I got to tell you that this is unusual. Usually this extreme cold weather comes the end of January, the beginning of February, as the whole weather system for the North American continent, you know, does its cooling off. Uh, Today, of course, it's it's apropos that you have me as your guest on your Scoot Around feature here, uh, because today starts the first day of winter. You know, the 21st is the the night, um, sometime tonight, uh, will be the time when the earth is as tilted as it can be in relationship to the sun. And so, you know, starting in a couple of days, the days are actually going to get longer. We're actually, it's really funny that the weather is about 90 days behind what the angle of the earth is because it now it's going to start warming up, but we're really not going to see that warm up until, you know, March or so. Um, this, the same thing as it was getting cooler here and we were doing sugar beets and farming and doing the fall stuff and bringing in your favorite vegetable, the squash, um, and so, yeah, and I have to say that because Chili will not eat squash, by the way. If he gets it on his plate, he moves it to the side. You know, he, he puts it to the side. He will not, he will not uh, eat the, the God's vegetable. It's, a pro- you know. it's a protest. Now, speaking of protests. <laughs> protest. I understand you were out in your kayak yesterday in this 50 below to get well, your exercise. Because my hootenwetta? To get your exercise. No, I was there because I, you know, we did open the store. And ironically, yesterday, not you counting when someone comes to the store? Water, I took the kayak to the store. Yes, downhill. That's a hell of a road. Place. Well, you got to wrap barbed wire around the paddle, you know, for traction. Yeah, yeah. And I had a baked potato in my pocket for warmth. And then that was also my lunch. So you take the potato out of your pocket and eat it. Actually, that you know, that's part of the whole joke about the fact of going to school. My dad, my dad would, would be 108 now, but he would tell you that you know the thing was that he had to walk to school barefoot, uphill yeah. across both the mountains, and that he wrapped barbed wire around his bare feet for traction, and then he had a baked potato in his pocket for warmth, and then 
also that was his lunch so and i always said well then what did you do to get home you know but there, the, the story never finished there was never a never a getting home part but seriously I, I've, I've told the that's joking the top but, of the but, mountain before but i i didn't have barbed wire on my feet that was that's a new one my dad lived uh, well he was lived his really early childhood in this house then they got the big house down the road um and so from the big house to here is a mile and then from here to where the school was is about three-fourths of a mile. So from home to the school was about a mile and three-quarters. And dad um, would take his younger brothers. He had younger brothers that were like 15 years younger than him. Um, so when they were five years old, he was 20. And uh, he would take them to school. That's how he met. My mom was the teacher. And so although the, the spark didn't happen bringing mom, bringing the, his younger brothers to see mom, but they did get to know each other. They had that, you know, a casual love of, you know, here's the boys or I'm here to pick them up kind of thing. Then one night, my mom went to a dance over where my lake cabin used to be on Maple Lake. There was a pavilion up until just a couple of years ago. Um, and, and Lawrence Welk and all the big people played there back yeah. in those days. Yeah. But my dad went there and my mom was there with another young man who had taken her on a date. And apparently across the dance floor, their eyes met, and that was the moment. And my mom got a ride back home to the house she was living in as a teacher with my dad. And actually, that house he was living in was his uncle's house, and his uncle was ticked. He was torqued at my mother because how dare you go on a date? You're, you're the school teacher. You have to set an example. How dare you go on a date and go out with one young man? And then come home oh, with it. He was he was ticked at my dad for years, apparently. <laughs> and uh, only in Crookston, Minnesota, folks. That's what started. It was really funny, you know. My dad, of course, every hundred percent German family. Both his mom and his dad, hundred percent German, and my mother, of course, hundred percent Norwegian. And a lot of that that was happening a lot. It just seemed that uh, the German families were throwing boys, and the Norwegian families around here were throwing girls. And so there's just so many Nor uh, German dad, Norwegian mom situations. And, and my mother's brother, my mother also was one of those very young compared to her siblings. Um, but one of her older brothers, like, apparently was so angry that, that she married a German that, I mean, he didn't talk to my dad for like 10 years. This was a big thing because, you know, the Germany invaded Norway and, you know, caused a lot of death and destruction. There's no discounting that or softening it in any way. But it was amazing that it carried over to people here that had never even been to the continent. Just the fact that, you know, my dad was a German and it, I never saw that. By the time I came along, you know, it was the 10 years later. So I always thought it was great to go to Uncle Oscar's place. But apparently right, since, it was bad. Since we're <laughs> celebrating... Crookston, Minnesota weather on the wheel power chair scoot around chili chat of the day. I have to ask, when yes. do we start planting the beets this year? <coughs> That's a good question. Um, there's really three times that we can start planting depending on the crops. Uh, wheat, you know, can be put in in the fall. It actually grows up to be like grass. The snow comes, it dies, but that root is still there underground and ready. And, you know, the first time that there's snow, uh, that there's sunshine in the spring, 
and the ground gets to, I think it's 50 degrees, bingo, that starts growing. Now, we don't have winter wheat here. That's a farther south thing. We only plant wheat in the spring. But wheat can literally go in, and it can snow on it. It can do everything like that. Then there's sugar beets. Sugar beets cannot, the seeds of sugar beets cannot go in the ground until it's 50 degrees. Any kind of, and if it's growing, you know, a sugar beet, like a garden beet or a carrot or any green thing is, you know, a a green, like celery, it's got a lot of water in it. So if that beet should be growing up and it's this high or any height, I mean, from little two leaf stage, if it freezes, the ice crystals expand and corrupt the, the green growing stuff and it's dead. So sugar beets just absolutely can't go in until we are confident that there's not going to be a frost. And that, but, but the neat thing is when they go in the ground, if it's warm soil, they pop out quickly. I mean, they come to the surface and grow quickly. Then we have soybeans and soybeans are even more sensitive. That's the last thing that we put in the ground because a soybean plant even more uh, when it's growing really celery, like really full of water, and just cannot take any frost. But here's this, the, the crazy thing. You know, it has frozen here in June. Oh, wow. So it's a gamble. I mean, we replant every few years. We, you know, have to replant. And planting uh, can cost three, $400 an acre. Um, so, you know, but it's a gamble every year. Now, of course, they, they now have really good predictions. Like they've told us we're in the El Nino phase now. This is the third year of this Pacific temperatures of the water and everything. And that's why this year is going to be an extremely cold, extremely high volume of snow year for this part of the country. So you having me on here today is may not be unusual by the time we get to spring. It's a mess. Because it's very unusual. It's only happened three times since they've tracked this history that there's been a three-year cycle rather than a two-year cycle. Okay. And that's changing everything for the cruise lines and everything. I mean, the cruise ships that are traveling and avoiding storms, and uh, this is a, this is a pay-more-attention kind of a year. Okay. One last farming question. So when do we plant the mushrooms? Well, uh, if you were raising them outside, of course, we're back to that 60, 70 degree strata that they grow in. But of course, Ronnie's mushroom farm is completely within the confines of a barn that's been foamed with this much uh, low, high density, low bubble size foam. And so, so it's you like can literally. Greenhouse barn like. Well, greenhouses tend to be open to the sun. This is absolutely you know, dark, dark. Yeah. but you can, because of this foam on all the four walls and the ceiling, you can literally heat it with a candle. I mean, it doesn't take anything at all uh, to heat the place. And uh, he's got, he's got a, there's two rooms, the Berliner room and the Crookston room. And uh, each one has got one of those little, you know, house metal heaters in it. And they run on low. I mean, they they just come on now and then to keep the temperature uh, the problem we're going to have is in the summer it's going to have we're going to have to put air conditioning controls in it because uh, it will get it will get too hot. But yeah, so that's happening all the time. And if you follow Ronnie, uh, I should give you the link to that because every day he's got a he shoots a video of his success. He had to throw seventy five containers of growth medium for the mushrooms out yesterday. It was a painful day for him because they got 
other molds. Uh, you know, mushrooms are just a mold. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you look at a mold under a microscope, it's just little tiny mushrooms. But so it's kind of the same kind of a of, of a bird. And uh, he had 75 bags that got corrupted. And, you know, each bag can be worth maybe $30. The, wow. the mushrooms that a bag grows if when harvested is worth about $30. So it was a harsh day for him yesterday. But this is part of the learning and figuring out what went wrong with these. Because our pasteurization room, you know, heats up to 212 degrees and he's doing everything according to the book. But yet. And this is, of course, why whether you're a farmer or you're a, an artist or, or anything, you know, you can have a rule book of how you do it. But there's still something else that's I'm sure with your funnel cake business, you couldn't possibly have written down everything that John, the funnel cake new guy needed to know to make it all work, go, go perfect and, and follow all the rules and turn out a 100 percent quality product. So. It's the cost of learning, and uh, but uh, incredible. I'm sorry I don't have any mushrooms to show you. I've got them all down at the store, but, you know, he's he's generating. And I also, you like seafood, right? Yeah. Did you know that a pink oyster mushroom, if you put it in like a white sauce, it tastes like seafood? No, I didn't know that. It's unbelievable. Chestnuts. A pink oyster uh, mushroom. A pink oyster mushroom, yes, if it, with the right strata that it grows on, tastes like seafood. Uh, oysters, uh, or not oysters, chestnut mushrooms are the kind we think of as like a toadstool with the, the tree trunk and then the cap on it. But they're very woodsy. They taste like you're, you know, you're out in the woods and, and, and that, that kind of thing. Matter of fact, they're heading toward the truffle flavor. Um, white mushrooms, golden mushrooms are just kind of mushroomy like Campbell's soup mushroom flavor. Um, then, of course, he's raising lion's mane, and lion's mane is known to be and is often sold in capsules as a brain stimulant. It, like, pumps up your brain. So I should really send you some of those, too, I guess. Oh, absolutely. It's, my, it's flat a lot. <laughs> All right, amigo John, thank you for uh, doing this and celebrating for Scoot Around and Will Power Chairs and doing our chili chat for today. And if we don't talk to you all that are listening before, uh, you know, God's blessings. I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. And we're looking forward to exciting shows uh, in the new year and getting chili back out on the water. So thank all you. Right. Thanks, John. All right. Of course, that's my buddy, John Reitmeyer, up there in Crookston, Minnesota. Uh, a couple things to touch on before we get to the news. Our buddy Rochelle is down in Argentina. She fell in love with Uruguay while she was down there. She's on the second half of a back-to-back -back, uh, South American cruise. And she said there's absolutely like nothing she's ever seen in being in Argentina for the World Cup final. The entire country shut down for the game. The entire country shut down for the day after the game. And then the entire country shut down again to uh, when the players got home uh, to have a parade. The entire country. The parade was so bad, they had to take the players off the buses by helicopter 
because it wasn't safe for him to be in the parade. Those people are nuts. That's in Argentina. All right. I'll be back with today's news after a quick word of, from one of our network sponsors. All right, guys. The top story today is a sad story. A guest died aboard the Carnival Legend uh, while the cruise ship was sailing an eight-day Eastern Caribbean cruise. Several passengers reported that a man overboard signal was sounded on the public address system saying that from the deck cams, there were lights in the water and that the crew even lowered a lifeboat. Carnival Cruise Line said that while there was a man overboard alert, this was not an overboard incident. That was reported by CBS of Baltimore. Following the tragic event, Carnival released a statement. We are sad to share that we had an incident uh, last night. We are supporting the guest family and others who witnessed the situation with respect for the privacy of all involved. We will not say any more, but ask you to keep the family in your thoughts and prayers. Officials have not committed on the cause of death, nor the age of the deceased man. A source aboard Carnival Legend says that a man fell down from his balcony on deck eight and hit the lifeboats on deck four. That happened around 12.30 a.m. local time. The cruise ship, which was embarked on its journey from Baltimore, with stops in Nassau, Princess Key, Grand Turk, made an unscheduled stop in Freeport, according to the ship trapping, tracking website. The reasons for the stop are unknown. However, some of the guests said that the man's body was taken off the ship uh, in Freeport and that the uh, guest's girlfriend was also taken from the ship. No information about what happened, how it happened, why it happened. None of that has been released. All right, we got a new port being built. Cruise travelers will soon have a new destination to explore in the Bahamas. Azul destinations have broken ground on Calypso Cove a new $250 million resort and cruise port on South Long Island. Expected to be completed over two years, the new port will be able to accommodate even the world's largest cruise ships. Groundbreaking took place yesterday and was attended by various local officials and marks a grand moment that will bring many opportunities to residents of Long Island including 300 construction jobs and more jobs once it's finished. Calypso Cove will include not only a cruise dock capable of supporting the world's largest ship, which is currently the Oasis-class vessels from Royal Caribbean, but also a variety of other attractions, including in the plans are casinos, an 18-hole golf course, a rock climbing wall, zip line, water park, retail spaces, restaurants, spaces for shore excursions to depart, 
beach facilities, and lots more. If the port is selected as a cruise ship home port, a 200-bedroom hotel will be a convenient option for pre- and post-cruise stays. They're also planning on building an airport. Long Island's located approximately 200 miles southeast of Nassau. So it's more of a southerly destination for the cruise ships, easily en route to other popular ports such as Grand Turk, San Juan, and the Virgin Islands. Congratulations to our friends in the Bahamas and Calypso Cove. All right, the next story has to deal with Royal Caribbean. They announced a new partnership with Icon Infrastructure Partners to develop cruise port infrastructure in support of the company's growth plans. The coalition aims to own, design, and manage cruise terminal facilities and infrastructure in home ports and the critical ports of call. It will initially include Port Miami Terminal A and several development projects in Italy, Spain, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. It will also pursue additional port infrastructure expansions based on projects as part of Royal Caribbean Group's destination development strategy. Speaking of home ports in Royal Caribbean, They've announced some of the home port changes for 2024 and 2025. Port Canaveral will home port Wonder of the Seas and Adventure of the Seas. Fort Lauderdale, Freedom of the Seas. Tampa, Enchantment of the Seas. Galveston, Harmony of the Seas. Bayonne, Symphony of the Seas and Liberty of the Seas. And Baltimore, Visions of the Seas. There are obviously some other ships involved in other ports, but those are just changes scheduled for 2024 and 2025. All right, the Coral Princess will skip a popular port call and a day of scenic national park cruising in New Zealand due to an unplanned Hall cleaning that has mysteriously disrupted a 14-day cruise holiday. Not something that you say very often on this channel. Hall cleaning. No explanation as to what prompted the required cleaning was offered to the guest. Maybe they're going to send a bunch of uh, little Martians down with scrub brushes to get all the barnacles off the bottom of the boat, you think? Guests aboard Coral Princess will miss their port call in Dunedin, New Zealand and a scenic cruising day in the Fiordland National Park. All right, and the last story this morning. has to do with Asia's newest luxury and dynamic lifestyle cruise brand, 
Resorts World Cruises celebrated a new milestone with its maiden voyage to Sarabia, Indonesia, on board Ginting Dream Ship with 3,500 passengers from her dual home ports in Malaysia and Singapore. In addition to Sarabia, 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 the ship will also call at North Bali the following day as part of Resort World's uh, special Indonesian itinerary to celebrate the new uh, year-end holiday period. So, congratulations to Resort's World Cruises. That's going to wrap up the news portion of today's show. We're going to jump over and see who's in the chat room today. All right, Kevin's with us. Hi, Kevin. I need to do a chat with Kevin so I can find out what he thought about his Princess Cruise. He and I are going to be together on a cruise here coming up in not too distant future. Yo, yo, Brooklyn in the house. Eddie's with us. Hi, Eddie. Kenneth's with us up in Pennsylvania. Kevin says he's home now. I'll send you a message, Kevin. See if we can't get together one morning. Mike's with us. Hi, Mike. Nikki's here down in Jacksonville. Sunny in Mississippi. There's Hot Air Tom. Oh, Hot Air Tom. Hang on. I've got your stuff loaded up. I forgot all about you. Let's see how I can do that. All right, so that's uh, over here. I have to, uh, my brain's not functioning entirely, which is nothing unusual. So, Hot Air Tom's up there in Myrtle Beach. I'm not sure which order this is in, so let's see what this one is. I just realized they didn't come around and show the, uh, the TV or the reflection with the, with the camera is, and it's good. it doesn't look as, it looks better in person. That's say that. It's it's like like we got Superman on the channel that came on and I turned it on. And as always, the higher time it's in here and nice digs. Okay, this is part two. The sliding door to the uh, master bedroom got another nice big screen TV this bathroom's amazing oh we got a TV in the uh, the, the mirror I'll see it in a minute this shower is unbelievable. I don't know if you can get an appreciation of how big it is from this video, but let's walk through the door here. So we got shower heads there out of the wall, a ceiling controls there. And I'm going to stand along the back wall here. See, there's more jets on the other side. 
more controls, so hey, two people can be in here and got be nowhere close to each other at the same time. But so I'll come down here and I've never seen a shower this big. <laughs> people. Man, you can put 10 people in that shower. And it looks like you get squirted everywhere it can squirt. Wow, what a shower. So this is our Myrtle Beach two-bedroom villa for a couple weeks. I missed, skipped the second bedroom. Cindy's back there. But we got the kitchen and it's supplied with dishes and silverware and, and coffee and dishwasher and then the living area a little too cold out there but uh, one of the several pools here is the view out the window And we have two access to the, the balcony. There we go. So the other one's off the master bedroom there. I can get a better picture of the pool. stop this and start the next one for the bedroom and the master bath. And of course that put those up in the wrong order. But that's hot air Tom down there at Myrtle Beach. I had planned on going in there on my way home from this last cruise. But then when I got sick, I was afraid of taking whatever the hell I had into Tom and Cindy. So I said, no, I'm much as I appreciate the offer, I just can't do that. So I ended up stopping on the road at another Holiday Inn Express, which turned out to be a great stop. I haven't talked about that one yet, but man, what a phenomenal restaurant the place has. Steak and, uh, steak and seafood restaurant. Man, it was good. All right, let's see. Um, uh, Kevin says, uh, hot air Tom fire an ice cruise on Island Princess from Florida to London with lots of stops in Iceland and Norway. Uh, oh, hot air asks details on the 33 day cruise for uh, Kevin. Anyone want to go polar bear swimming with me? Yeah, go. No, absolutely not. Hot air, Tom. You go right ahead, but make sure you film it. So we'll have film at 11 of hot air, Tom, going swimming in ice. Yeah, no. There's an indoor pool and hot tub in the clubhouse. Oh. So you're not going to go to that nice outdoor pool. You're a coward, hot air, Tom. 
I think you should do that. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, as, you know, I am monitoring the new situation right now. If we do come up with something, even though I'm still not have the energy to get caught up on things. And as you can tell, the voice is not back 100% yet. It's getting better, uh, but I'm not back 100%. Uh, but uh, we're working on it. Uh, but anyway, uh, regular shows the rest of the week, uh, which, of course, will be Thursday and Friday. Um, then Saturday and Sunday will be a normal weekend for me, no shows. But I will be back on Monday. Same thing next week. Uh, there is uh, one other thing to point out to you guys uh, before I call it quits today. And that would be from the lovely Elizabeth on location. That's a friend of hers. And you can probably see what's over her shoulder there in the background. This might give you a better clue on where Elizabeth on location is. That, of course, is in Sydney, Australia. And what a lovely blue sky they had there yesterday. So she's in Sydney, Australia, and we are going to do a New Year's Eve broadcast live stream from down there uh, on New Year's Eve. When it uh, New Year's Eve for them, which is... 16 hours ahead of us here or some crazy time like that. I'll work on that now. So anyway, that's my my good friend Elizabeth is down there in uh, Australia for three months. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising. And hopefully one day real soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fantastic day, everybody. Don't forget, we always like the thumbs up. Please subscribe to the channel. Y'all have a great day. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises.